My man. Hundred grand, he's thinking. Yeah, it's not really. It's it's getting getting nothing. It's it. not get. Oh no, I can't hear anything. I can't even hear that. Uh, the what you call it? That what? What is that? A boiler room? I don't know what they call. It. Probably a boiler. Um, probably a heat pump. Heat or pump. Or water pump. Water pump. Heat pump. Water pump. 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 All right. Pump. Pump it up. I knew that was coming. I knew. That Sorry, was coming. he got to get his one shot out that he's done his life. He's just known for being the angry light skinned dude. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> He's really known for being an angry light skinned dude. Sorry, the angry light skinned uncle. The angry light skinned uncle. We're talking about Joe Budden, but this this goes for you too. I feel like it's directed towards. Damn, I wasn't even thinking about that. Damn, don't do my man Bob's like that. Nah, Bobby's Bobby's world. That really did not work out, Bobby. I don't think you should. Did somebody give, tell you to do, use that name? That didn't make any sense. Like, Wait, I was like, what? you're not even that happy of a person. Not to say that you don't have inner happiness, but <laughs> you don't be like, hey, guys, how you doing? Wow. Nah, he's, <laughs> he's definitely done that. He tried it before, though. He tried it on the video. He definitely wanted to do it for the New Year's. He's going to put out a video like, hey, guys, you know, I appreciate all of you and you've really rocked oh with us throughout, you know, with the limes and, you know, he licked his lips and everything. I was like, bro, like, what the hell is going on? Wow. I never, I never want to see that. Boy, stop. I seen it. I seen it myself. I never want to see this video. No. I don't even, is it? Oh, I got you. No, I'll show it to I, you. I really don't want to see I'll, it. I'll show it to you. Wow. Yeah, Bobby don't care. Bobby a gangster, man. He'll drive 120 miles down the road. Sorry, miles per hour down the road. Like, bro, what are you gonna tell the cops when they pull us over? Uh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. That's how. That's how he was driving my damn car. When? Just today? Yeah. Why would you let him do that? Just going like 90 miles per hour down the you road. You got a sports, don't you? Yeah, I got an SUV. Why's the SUV going that damn fast? It's a sports package. Wow. The cross check is the crossover. They're just going to call Subaru's crossovers. Like, there's no Subaru that's an SUV. They're, ne they're, they're never going to call it. They're, no. It's a crossover. See, y'all hating. It's not that we're hating. It's just the body, that the frame that's on. Y'all niggas just hating. That's all it is. Nah, not really. Soup life, man. Soupy. Damn. Gang, gang. That's crazy. But you got a sports package. Yeah. So, but he what's didn't, he sports didn't about no it? It has a sports mode. Like you can lower the RPMs. So yeah, but like, what are you gonna do faster. with it? You are just a fucking hater, man. I didn't know. No, no, I'm just trying to understand why they would put a sports package on an SUV. Because all Subarus. See, there we go. SUV. No, 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 no. I'm saying SUVs. just like on an SUV. Like, but why would you have a sports package on an SUV? Isn't it supposed to be like something you use because you need to use it? No, not like an SUV is a sports utility vehicle. No, Therefore, it needs sports mode. Sports utility vehicle? What? That doesn't even... Like, when you really start thinking about, like, it's a sports utility vehicle... That's what SUV stands for. What the hell? Like, how is that sports? Why are you staring at me like 
Because you're the car, man. That's why I'm asking. Like, let's think about this. Like, it's supposed to be a sport. Like, what's sport about a Tahoe? Nothing. You just thinking about you could, like, pull a boat? I guess that's the sports part about it. You could pull a boat like, and you're jet skis. It definitely is a marketing tag. There you go. See, you learning. See. You learning. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, baby boo. Lord. All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's start. We're like three minutes, four minutes, five minutes in. That's what I'm talking about. They going to know this is the realest podcast ever. Of course. This entire time. We need this. We need this, man. This is this is the good part. It's like the outtakes and the bloopers. You know what I mean? You ever watch Nori? We talking. Are we not talking? I'm not in this part. Huh? <laughs> it's Ty and and <laughs> Yo Reef and Bobby Boucher. Boom. Wow. Bobby behind the scenes. <laughs> Bobby BS. Ooh, Bobby BS. That's it. We got one. AK, we got one. Bobby. Damn. Bobby. <laughs> Bobby BS That's what I'm gonna call you From now on uh, Bobby BS Nah that, It's perfect Bobby behind the scenes Not everybody gonna think about it Like that People That's that, the point But that Look that, That's that's the That's, that's the drawing What you mean BS It's a fucking podcast It is We're yes. podcasting Yes Yes we are Y'all talking about a subject That nobody else knew anything about They're about to <laughs> Once it's put out there They will know I'm about to go to the bar uh, What <laughs> This type of podcast you want to be on. You want to be one of, hi, this is Ty, and uh, this is your reef, and how you guys doing today? Uh, Bobby, can you give us a fact check uh, on that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Come on, man. Have Bobby, some fun, bro. It's Bobby Sunday. Like- Sunday, Monday. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So as you people know mm-hmm. already, who I have on with me, but for the beat for everybody who don't know, please introduce yourself and what do you do? My name is Yo Reef. I am a vintage collector that likes to get people fresh at Trezzo Beach. All right. And what exactly is Trezzo Beach? It's a beach in my mind. Is this like that Leonardo DiCaprio movie? <laughs> the beach? <laughs> Trezzo Beach is um, a shop up in D.C. that we have brought sunshine to the political storm of the nation's capital. It's really just trying to make people smile and, you know, the best way to make them smile in my industry or in my life is through clothes. Okay. And it has been a fucking shitstorm in DC. Yep. Um how far how far are you from like all of this? Like you're right in the heart of it almost. Yeah, I'd probably say I'm like two miles. I let's just say three. Three? On the on the safe side, you know, the give or take, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like three miles away. And um, on, on another one of the shows, uh, the Capsule Collective Podcast on the Network, mm-hmm. cheap plug. <laughs> um, 
they we had an interview with um, Chilele. Mm. That store got broken into. Anything happen while that all the stuff was going on with y'all? No, actually, the way that I'm set up, kind of like, I guess I'll put it out there. I'm in stealth mode. I run out of a studio, which would be in a building. So you would have to go through quite a few doors to get to me. So that was, you know, that was the plus and everything. Um, I might by myself in the yeehaw on this one, but I always still feel like my motto is you got to take care of the community and the community will take care of you. Of course. Of so course. Um, not to say that, you know, the boys down there does they don't take care of the community because I know they do. It's just you always going to have those people that I believe have no sense and just want to do things just to do things because they don't really have anything else to do. So you kind of in the bad place at the wrong time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or you got those people who just want to capitalize on any type of chaos. So they breed more chaos mm-hmm. just to get free shit. Yeah. I hate that kind of shit actually. Yeah. But, um, so before we get into exactly what Trezzle Beach is, mm-hmm. um, what I really want to do is this is a podcast with some of my friends, some people that are still. Bobby said I it. wasn't your friend. Wow, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby BS. Bobby BS. He's appreciate, yeah, appreciate the uh, photos, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do want to take some of my friends or people who are just up and coming who are starting to make an impact in the um, industry, mm-hmm. whatever industry they're in, they're starting to make an impact. They're starting to get their name. But I want to know more about the person before I get into the actual brand. That okay. makes any sense. You got some good questions then. Lined up. Got some good questions. Okay. But but let's get the boring stuff out there first. I'm not boring. You're not. But the questions is boring. Because <laughs> the question everybody always asks on this interview series is like, okay. oh, so where do you come from? Where... What inspired you? Nah, but what's your origin story? Origin story, like from like ancient times, or like like you know how far back do you want me to go? Like the celestials planted seeds into the earth and made uh-huh. mutants, and oh uh, yeah, just wherever you want to start at, man. I feel like I started in the motherland. Okay, and then um, going up to the bottom times. Then some of them went up to the you know the European areas. And then some of them stayed. Some of them went out west to the Indian areas. And some of them went to the Asian areas. And then they all found their way to the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And they all mingled and had a couple offsprings. When he says mingle, he means have sex. Yes. They got down <laughs> with the get down. And... You know, they had some offsprings that had some offsprings. Then they ended up in the States. And then I happened. Boom. Boom. And if if y'all couldn't follow that, basically, (laughs) Reef is a Trini. I'm Trini, Belizean, (laughs) and then I'm everything else in the world. So, (laughs) legitly, all those major continents, countries... Well, more continents. I have a little bit of each one of those in me. Nice, nice. 
And you were in, as I already know, you were, you're from Miami. Yes, sir. What, what was life like in, in Miami? Like, what was it like there? Very sunny. Um, as a kid, you just do a lot of outdoor activities. We played outside. I think, well, our generation played outside a lot more than this new generation and, and the newer generation. And they also didn't have like a flesh eating virus that's going to kill everyone and everything going on. Uh, yeah, but they got this virus <laughs> called technology. True. That's even worse. But, you know, we just really played outside. I didn't do a whole lot of that boating stuff. I did, but I didn't do like, you know, I wasn't fishing all the time and stuff like that. But we definitely played outside a whole lot. Soccer, basketball. And then the music was mainly my life. So played piano. Wait, wait, wait. You played piano? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things that a lot of people don't know. I played piano for, I from the age of eight to 18. Okay. And I was in band. So I was percussion. And so you play percussion and piano. Yep. Had a crazy trajectory probably for my life. (laughs) Until, you know, I had a little moment with my father and that kind of trajectory just. Ah, okay. Yeah. And after like growing up in Miami, there's a lot of stuff that people misconceive Mm -hmm. about it. Like it's always parties, always this, but I mean, there is that, (laughs) but then you have the real Miami, which is like rough, like. Yeah. Some people, some people say if when they come up from an outside perspective, looking at the real Miami is like a third world country in some places. Uh, the whole Miami's third world. I definitely say the whole Miami's third world. Uh, besides the island that everybody thinks Miami is. Yeah, yeah. Which would be South Beach, guys, or, or the beach. That's an island, and that's where everybody goes to, because really, in my perspective, everybody who goes to Miami goes to Miami because. It's either their entry point before they start going to the Caribbean because it's like you're still in the States, but you can kind of feel that being on the beach. Like you feel like you're at a resort, all that type of stuff, but you couldn't make it to Jamaica or the Bahamas or stuff like that. Yeah. So I get that part and I understand how people travel. You know, you you work so hard in America. You just want a vacation. Yeah. Vacation doesn't mean you're trying to explore. So I understand. I might not agree, but I understand. Okay. And just saying, just we're going a little bit everywhere, but it, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's getting to a point though. Like, and you're the like, you're the youngest, right? I'm the baby. Yep. Baby of three. Um, where in the Caribbean, they call me the wash belly baby. <laughs> the me, wash belly baby. Yeah. Me and my sister have 12 years apart. Okay. And my brother have 14. Okay. So being the youngest and being part of the generation that we grew up in, mm-hmm. it was really, really, really different. Mm-hmm. How did that shape you going forward in life? Like you had music and everything. What kept you out of the turmoil and the, you know, the, the, like when I, well, like when I was growing up in DC, yeah. comic books saved my life. It kept me out of gangs, kept me out of drug use, kept me out of all yeah. this stuff. What kept you out of all of that? I would definitely say 
of course my parents <laughs> uh, of course say that but it, it was music I really you know I went to piano lessons I had band all the time it was always some extracurricular activity that I was doing I was even in Boy Scouts I'm an Eagle Scout you're an Eagle Scout? yeah man what? <laughs> I throw everybody like I'm just a throw for the loop like really you know, especially when people, you know, the first question everybody's going to ask me is, what are you? Yeah. And then if I actually got into the other things, they'd be like, what? I don't really understand <laughs> all that type of stuff. But it, it was just, you know, doing that. I didn't go to school really around my area. Like when I was elementary school, I went to school by University of Miami, like pretty much on their campus. Okay. So that's like Coral Gables, which is totally opposite of like where I'm from which would be the Kendall area was Richmond Heights, which isn't like Kendall. Kendall's <laughs> like super Spanish. Ah, uh, okay. But Coral Gables is more of like the, the higher echelon people. Okay. okay. So I went to school there. So I, I saw the differences of Miami throughout, okay. you know, throughout my journey. And then in high school, I went to a magnet school. So, that gave me a taste of everything. And that magnet school was up in Virginia? No. Or was that? That was down there. So I did all 18 years in Miami. And then oh, I came here okay. three days after graduating high school. Wow. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. So th- my, this entirety, this entire time, I've always thought that you were like half and half, like half Miami, half Virginia. No, no, you you no. full Miami. You're like you're full. That would have been rough. <laughs> I think I think that would have been rough. Well, just as as I look at it now, mm-hmm. just because it was kind of rough when I moved here, because you have that Miami umph, just like how DC has their umph and yeah. New York has their umph. Mm-hmm. You come from a place where it's super tropical. You're exposed to so much things. So you you kind of feel like you're a know-it-all. And then you come to a place that hasn't really been exposed but to so much. So then you really definitely feel like a know-it-all around people. And it slowed me down. I'll definitely say that. But as everybody always talks about it, life you need to have a balance so that's kind of like my back pocket spade to drop on them okay you know like i basically play both sides now i go down to collect energy and then also like slow down and look at the board and say go there go there go there and then all that fast pace like let's get to it energy i try to bring it up here all right. Um, and that actually translates into your clothes and Trezo. Mm-hmm. But right before we get there, yep. I want to know how how do you go from uh, being a transplant in Virginia from Miami? Yes. With a love of music. Yes. Into clothing. So, like I said, I had that moment. After I left Miami... I didn't really deal with music again. And that 
moment happened probably sophomore year in high school. Mm-hmm. So the last two years, I was into clothes, not realizing how much I was into clothes because I've always just been in a graphic t-shirts. So I pretty much would get fed up with people just wearing Jordan clothes with Jordans. So my thing was, I'm going to go and try to find other types of t-shirts, other graphic t-shirts that you guys probably won't have because you can't get it on Karma Loop. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be like my in. And then I did that. And I also, funny, I painted like clothes. Painted clothes. Yeah, I had an art class senior year. And of course, senior year in a magnet school, you had to go all four years. Mm -hmm. So they just pretty much you can get all your major classes out the way early. So that senior year, you're basically just taking a crap load of electives. So you're just trying to take the electives that you know you can get the easiest A in. So I took art and that's what led me into that part. And then, of course, sneakers have were just always around at that moment because that was your staple to say who you were in like the food chain yeah. in school. Yeah. So it just kind of like went hand in hand. But my brain was too young to really like understand all of that. I kind of wish I did because then I would have just went fully that way. But I was just trying to figure figure everything out. I'm one of those. I think I'm a late bloomer. I've been trying to figure out stuff till I was like 25, basically. So we'll, we'll, we'll speed up. Come to Virginia. Do pretty much everything under the sun. Rap for a little bit. I stopped producing because I was producing in high school. That's the moment that I had. I also was running around with my big bro, Craig, had a brand called Agio Life. And I was just kind of like just checking things out, like what he was doing. I was always around the warehouse as he was like producing clothes, designing them and then printing them. So that caught my interest. And then I was running around with Tom, Thomas the Great. And he had he had a blog at the time. So like interest. I jump on the blog. Then the name kind of like had me like, all right, I just feel like I'm stuck. Even though I know everything's about sneakers, like, you know, in our, at that time in your life, everything's around sneakers. I was like, there's more to life. Like we need, like, I'm good. So. And and what was that blog called? Blog called? Sneaker Aficionado. Yes. So we split. I'm still rocking with Craig. And I go home for a summer. And the girl that I was dating at that time, I explained what I was trying to do or whatever. And we sat down in my room and we came up with a name. And that's when Karma Life was birthed. So that was Kicks, Arts, Rags, Music Alive, yep. which I felt is something that I lived every day. Started that blog. Was doing that for a little bit. But I always... Clothes was always around some way. I was like, man, I want to make some merch. So I want clothes. You know, I want people to walk around with something that says, you know, my brand 
or on my blog. So I came out with some beanies. And then at that point, that went really well. And I was running with Herm at the time, Herman Asbury. So we were doing that. Herman really, really got me into sneakers because I would go camp out with Herm. And that was really his thing. So I'm doing a blog. I brought Herman on. We, I had the beanies. We sold out those. Everybody kind of like, you know, ends up kind of going their separate ways. And then Tom and then my boy Locke, who I worked at. I worked at Full Locker this whole time. So me and Tom and Locke, I told him like, yo, come on, like, let's do this. So we have the vlog, we have the blog and trying to make something happen with like some clothes. And we did that for a while. And we would go down to Virginia Beach and Richmond, and go to DC, try to cover events and just like the things that, you know, at that age, you're in your early 20s, all you want to do is kind of like be around people that have the same interests as you. And we just try to document that. Then I remember the day where I went to Baltimore to tell Craig that I was like, yo, I really want this to be a clothing line. But I was always scared to tell him that because I kind of grew up in that time frame where I don't, things were like a little bit had it was a little harder. I don't know if that's the right word, but you if somebody was doing something and you want to do the same thing they were doing. It was kind of like, yo, what are you doing, bro? Like, this is my thing. And like, I worked to get to this point. So that was like a hard thing to like, you know, I'm going to tell him. And I was, you know, I was scared. I did it. And, you know, he had the pause, but he was like, nah, go ahead and, you know, do that. So he ran. We did Carm Life for a couple years after that. And that was cool. We, you know, we, we did what we could. I'll, uh, put it that we're three different people. We have three different minds and ways and we're young and we couldn't really mesh it well. So that ended at 25. And that was when I said, I got to go find myself. What am I doing? So I moved out of Fredericksburg, went to Woodbridge. It was more in the DC area. And I started traveling and went to the Caribbean. Cause that was another thing. You are right. We party a lot in Miami. So in high school, I went to all the dance halls and stuff like that. And I was in touch with who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, culturally. So I realized that I had to go do that again. Because I learned a lot, you know, moving up here was black and white. Just cut it dry. It's black and white, especially just Virginia. Everybody knows Virginia. If you don't know Virginia, you know it now. You know <laughs> what it is. So that was that show shocked I was I was talking about earlier. So I just I went to go find myself. Went to the Caribbean, went home, went to Toronto, just kind of like around family, and I couldn't run away from clothes. So I kind of understood that that was the answer to my question of what am I really supposed to be doing with my life? Yeah. And my boy Dre, I'm on best, got me to go back into the thrift. Because I remember going to the thrift in college, but I hadn't gone in years. And when I went back in there, I just went ballistic. And me, sorry, I'm on best and myself 
came up with Trezzo Beach, which is Treasure Beach. Trezzo is the American way of saying Trezzo in Creole. So it's Treasure Beach. We're finding treasures. It's tropical. It's me. I just, you know, it's my brand. So, <clears throat> ooh, let me do that over again. Crack. <laughs> Get some water. Sorry for that long, <laughs> long journey. No, no, no. This is exactly what we want. This is exactly what we want. Um, all right. So you found Trezo. Found your treasure. Yes. Found I like that. Yes. I definitely found my treasure. And In the Caribbean. Yes. See, see. Um, and that seemed to, like I said, you went from music to fashion. Yes. I feel like that's a that's a route that naturally occurs. Yes. And they go hand in hand. And you go ahead and you open up the store. Yes. So what was the process of actually doing that? You just like up and just did it or what was the actual like how did you go about it for people who want to do the same? Okay. Like I said that day that oh I didn't say but Dre told me I was doing outfit grids, outfit grids at the time, which was me going to the mall, buying random pieces, putting outfits together. Not even outfits that I like I was going to physically wear, but just something for me to, you know, do. That was me painting. That's how I describe it to people. I go to that first day to the thrift when he's like, yo, just go. So I just cold turkey, just go come out with three big bags. And I got addicted after that. Just kind of like kept going because I was like, yo, this there's so much cool things in here. I want to collect them all. So I do that for, I would say a couple months. Yeah. Because Bobby was around kind of that time too. Bobby's over here just looking at me with a camera. Yeah. Just like staring at me. So I think one day... I started it and then whatever months later, it had to be like probably like three or four months later, then Bobby comes and it's like, I got garbage bags. And then I started going to Ikea and getting racks. So like all around my bedroom was closed. So it was really collecting a collection and then kind of telling people that this is what I'm doing and you can come and shop with me but i'm a very communal person as well so trezzo was for me but it was for the people at the same time so i really also did it because my little bro farmer west is a musician so i wanted to make sure that he always had clothes no matter what like i didn't want that to ever be an excuse on why you couldn't go somewhere or do a music video or do a shoot or whatever. Like I got clothes, so you can't use that. <laughs> so he'd come through, he'd grab clothes, of course. And then I did a little bit of eBay. Did eBay for a little bit, moved out of that place, went to my big bro's place, had a pretty much a, a loft. You would say Bobby, it's like a loft, right? All upstairs basically was an open format. I had about like 11 racks in there and then I had like my TV set up and that's where all like all I had. It was pretty much like a store there. I was doing eBay at the time 
And then I gradually got into the DC market doing a, an actual street market. And it kind of grew from there to getting into the studio, moving up in the studio three times, starting Lime. Yep. That was our ticket, I would say. I, I don't know if ticket is the right word. Everybody has something, right? You know, somebody's got an ill left hand or an ill crossover, whatever like that. But ours was Lime because it brought a lot of people to a place it was solo it wasn't a market and they could shop they could mingle and they could talk and they would talk about it so that was our our curveball for ah. the folks there it is it's our MLB, curveball mlb folks yeah so we did that and of course COVID hit so some feathers got ruffled and now we're doing appointments only out of a storage unit. So kind of like took a couple steps back just because I believe something crazy is going to happen. So I just want to be back in my stealth mode. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but yeah. <laughs> so I'll be ready. Now, um, just so we can... So everybody knows what exactly what exactly is Lime? How did that come about to like Okay. Lime before we get to like origin of the word. Basically, we got the studio. Outfit the studio. It was a half of a studio that we had. The other half was a photographer, Bruce Allen. And I was like, we got to do like a a launch party-ish thing. But it's my birthday, so I'm just kind of like, well, we're just going to do like a birthday come through type thing. So that was technically the birth of Lime. We had like 20 people come by and we actually did pretty well, you know. When you're doing those markets and stuff, you kind of make like a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. So like you're expecting only to make that much. But then when you saw people were like actually buying merch, like Trezzo Beach merch, and then buying collab pieces that I wouldn't think people really would buy, and then buying actual gear, I was like, oh wow. Okay, cool. This is this is cool. And I didn't think too crazy about it, but my sweet mate at the time was just kind of like, bro, you got something here. Like, you should like do this, but do this in the other space, a bigger space. And that's when the idea of actually doing it monthly happened. So now let's go back to the origin. Lime in Trinidad, let's say liming, right? That pretty much means like hanging out. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll go by the bar and, you know, catch a lime. Or you get off of work, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to go lime real quick before I go home, drink a beer play some dominoes, play some cards, you know, stuff like that. Of course, relaxed lifestyles, the Caribbean. So hanging out, I was just like, all right, cool. It's got to still full, be full circle. Because at the end of the day, I'm still projecting my culture on what's already been made, which with vintage, you know, I, it's got to be me at the end of the day. No offense to everybody who has like 
second round and, you know, vintage 1980, whatever. Like, y'all are being true to, like, yourself. Yeah. But I have to be true to myself, too. And I'm Caribbean, so everything's going to be Caribbean. I'm going to definitely teach you guys about that as well. So I had to make sure that went full circle. So that's why the name ended up becoming Lime. And I believe I thought it was a hit. What do you think, Bobby? There you go. From the stories that I've heard, y'all made y'all made a lot during the line parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that that now that you know COVID and everything hit, how are you surviving in this? Like, is business better? Is it about the same? Like, how how are you transversing? Basically, apocalypse. Okay. I guess it's always a lesson with me, kind of. Patterns. Big and bold patterns, guys. Pay attention to patterns. When it first happened, everybody's scared. They'd never seen something like this happen before, right? So you catch a dip. And people get comfortable and understand my life revolves around this thing called the internet. So I'm going to live my life on the internet. Side note. The internet is the street that's not physical. It's still the street. True. For you guys out there. That's a gem. So we jumped on Depop and was posting more on IG. And that we had, you know, we accumulated a following off of IG. So stuff was getting mailed out. What do you do when you're at the house all day? And you live in America. Shop. You shop. So that was going pretty well. And then we were the only place kind of open. Underground railroad style. You know what I mean? Shh type stuff. So with those mix, you know, things was rocking off. Of course, like I said, underground railroad style. Yeah. So we're going against the grain. So the grain caught up with us. And they let us go out of the space. So that kind of hit the next pattern of the dip. Because at that point, we had the unfortunate events of the brutalities. Yeah. And... And everybody's at home and screaming, we're going to keep money in our community. So we're getting a lot of shout outs. But I don't have anywhere for people to go. <laughs> so that's where my dip happened, where I lost out on sales because of that. I did do a pop up in the meantime. One pop-up in the meantime, shout out to Mitch's Laboratory. We collabed and we did one in as a condo. And that, you know, gave a boost. And then I moved into the storage unit. So appointments is right now what's really keeping it afloat. We're still getting hits on the Depop and online. But I started to really 
do what I should have been doing a long time ago, which is put the website together. So I've been kind of using this time as this kind of like, you know, level to put units on the website and then try to start blasting out that you can go on the website and check things out because I'm really a people's person. So I really want people to come get the clothes and see the clothes. Yeah. But I do still have to be honest with myself and know this is the internet world. So got that going on. And then we got invited to do a, have a spot at the flea market. And that was, that has now been the boost. The flea market thing is a thing. It really is. Everybody wants that LA. Well, a lot of people in the vintage community base everything on LA, of course, which I think, I just feel like all of us in our industry, no matter what industry we're in, we base everything off of LA, kind of. So that, the style of the flea market is if anybody has ever gone to Melrose Trading Post at Fairfax High School in on Fairfax for my streetwear people, uh-huh. it's the same concept. So it's like 15 of us out there and then people come out and to me, I call it the bro's day is I get to be around my compadres and, you know, talk our talk about whatever and close. <laughs> so shout out to Forbidden for putting that together. That's Euphoria Flea Market in Arlington. Giving out big shout outs today, boy. A lot of shout outs. <laughs> Man. All right. So before we wrap it up and everything, um, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. This is actually, and no one would know because the other one didn't come out. This is actually a redo. Yeah. I feel like this was a little bit, it flowed a little bit more better. Uh, I think both of them flowed really well, to be honest with you. Yeah. That first one was really good. That first one was really good. Yeah. I mean, because the reason why Nori and them podcast is so well is because everybody's friends yeah so it's just like you're having a regular conversation so you're able to make it sound good you don't really have too much jitters because you know the person across the table exactly so but it's been this has been a blast i I learned some things about you i I never knew about yeah man i mean (laughs) you always gotta i guess have stuff in the back pocket and it's you know it's been so long so Whatever you're focused on, that's what people are focused on. Mm-hmm. So unless they really sit you down and really talk to you, they won't always know the full story, you know? So always got to have something in your back pocket, like yeah. I said. Speaking of things in your back pocket, what's next for Trezo? Or can you not say that yet? What's next for Trezo? The goal has always been to be back and forth. So Trezo is really DC to Miami or Miami to DC. Mm -hmm. So trying to find a way to conjoin is is that the right word? Or basically put together, yeah. 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 To combine, yeah, conjoin, yeah. Them together and just kind of bring it back and forth. So, you know, a lot of DC people go to Miami for, you know, for their vacation. So it'd be kind of cool for them to be like you know what like i'm gonna go to trezzo down in miami because like those are my people like i'm gonna you know 
everybody want to stunt. So it's like, yeah, that's my people. You know, they're from D.C., like, type stuff. Yeah. So that'd be dope to do that. And come out with some merch. I've been kind of, like, cooking stuff up. So getting in that bag and giving people something to, once again, rep. So they can say, like, yo, you know, I'm a part of this. I like what they're doing. And I want to project it out there. That, uh, that wear your fucking mask shirt. Wash your fucking hands. Wash your fucking hands. I'm sorry. Yeah. That shirt. Everybody has been asking me about that shirt. Really? Yes. You should send them my way. Definitely will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's dope. (laughs) That's dope. You know, and that's, it's funny because streetwear. Yeah. Right. And one last gem for everybody who don't know what streetwear is, it's street. And surfer, it's all that type of stuff, but it still started off with the word street. So that's the time that we're living in, right? Wash your hands, wear your mask, all that type of stuff. So everybody's going to put their play on that moment. Yeah. And they want to make their statement and they want to make their statement for their area, for their region and stuff like that. So that's how things like that get birthed. You know, you look at the hundreds and all these other major uh, I wouldn't say companies, but brands. Everybody always plays off of, you know, what's going on. Shout out Joe Fresh Goods. You know, he's yeah. he's really, that's what he really made him go where he was at. You know, uh, I want to fuck Rihanna, you know, <laughs> beanies and stuff like that. So, guys, don't, don't forget streetwear is streetwear. Yes. And it's all good. Like, you know, we're, we're all out here to have fun. You know, and Put our mark on the earth. That's what I believe. All right. You heard that, people. You heard these gems. Take note of all the <laughs> stuff that has been said in this podcast. Reef, thank you so much. Where can they find you? You can find me in D.C. Or on 95. <laughs> <laughs> but the store is Trezo Beach. T-R-E-Z-O-B-E-A-C-H. That's on all handles. And then you just can Google it, Trezo Beach. Then you can go to trezobeach.com. Hey. And then for me personally, I'm Yo Reef, Y-O-R-E-E-F. And that's my handle on IG, which would probably be my one platform that I'm really mainly on. So if you want to, you know, hit me up, talk about something, talk about clothes, bring it on. All right. Thank you, man, and we're out. Thanks, man. Peace.